0: God is good, isn't he? All the time. Now, in our time this morning, what are some key things God spoke to us? Move on. Move on. Yeah. He's breaking out. He's breaking out. Free. We're free. Yeah. What's... Fix our <coughs> Thank him for who he is, yes. What's that? Fix our, Fix our eyes on Jesus. Do you hear a consistent theme that's coming over the... Have we heard those things before? Yes. Now, God is faithful to remind us of things because he wants us to walk in the fullness of those things. He doesn't keep repeating them because he says, oh, I'm exhausted. No, he wants us to grab hold of everything he has for you and I, to walk in that freedom. And so today, we're gonna, I'm just going to share a little bit because one of the things we've been talking about is prayer. Prayer. The house of prayer is a phrase that God's calling us into. He's called us to be a house of prayer. But what does prayer mean? I know we can think of different things. It means different things to everybody. But what does the Bible say prayer means? And then I've just got some tips this morning just to help us in our relationship with God. And the main thing that I want you to grab hold of today is in your times with prayer is for you to know him more. It's not a shopping list. Yeah? It's not even you going to him and getting what you want. It can be in the context, but as you go to him and spend time with your heavenly father, (coughs) the creator of all the universe, yeah, the God who is perfect. I mean, that is who we're spending time with. And he longs to be with you and I. He longs for you to come and have fellowship with him, and he wants to reveal himself more and more. And as he reveals himself, you get to know yourself. You find who you truly are called to be. He reminds you what it means to be a son, he reminds you that he created you fearfully and wonderfully. He reminds you, here's a good thing. He reminds you there's nothing you can do to gain his love. He also reminds you there's nothing you can do to lose it. So he just says, stop trying and start living. Yeah, a lot of people get caught up. Well, you know, if I don't do this or I I fail it. even if you haven't been praying to God, you know, God is not looking down as a bad father to you and disappointed. He just says, come on. There's so much we've got to show, I've got to show you. Yeah. So if you hear that voice, well, I haven't been to a prayer meeting or I haven't been coming don't worry about that. Today's a new day. Yes. Every day is a new day in God. So what is prayer? Prayer is this simple. It is a conversation with your heavenly Father. It's as simple as that. It's a conversation with God. Can I encourage you? It's not a meditation. It is a conversation with your Heavenly Father. Prayer may be oral or mental, so we may talk or we may just think when we pray. We can do both. Prayer can be occasional or it can be constant. So there can be times we set aside to spend time with God, but there's times throughout the day you just continually have a conversation with God. Sometimes be careful if you're doing that out loud because some people may think you are weird. Is he talking to himself? I talk to myself quite often. And I come to good conclusions a lot of the time. Um, (laughs) Prayer is talking, asking, listening, learning. Learning about God, learning about yourself. And here's another thing prayer is. It's about obeying. Much of the time we come into the presence of the Father is he will overwhelm us with his love, his kindness, and reveal himself more and more. But there will be times he will ask us to do things. Yeah? And that's what we call obedience. Obey. Okay, there's one amen. <laughs> Obey. Obedience. We don't like that word sometimes because there's a connotation that it's a difficult, it's a bad thing. No, obedience is a blessing. Yeah? Turn to someone and say, I love to obey. Just get used to it, yeah? <laughs> Somebody like, I love to obey. <laughs> but it is part of your time in prayer. Because we can get locked into prayer as we just come and declare. Or we come and ask. Those are part of it. But don't miss what the Spirit is doing in the time of your prayer. Yeah? Jesus promised that when the Holy Spirit came. He says, I'm going to send another person, an advocate, someone that is going to speak only what he hears from the Father and the Son. He's not going to make up something. He's only going to speak what the Father has told him to speak. And he speaks to you and I because he lives in us. And he speaks things that are good. Always good. Can I encourage you? God will never beat you. Yeah? God will never call you bad. This is important for some people because some people say, well, I feel bad. That's not the voice of your father. Your father knows you're good because of what Jesus has done for you. Yeah? Turn to someone and say, I'm good. You are. And here's the same thing we go back to being good. Good is not achieved by just what you do. You're good because of what he did. Yeah? It's hard for us to grasp it. Just for what Jesus has done eternal for you and I has made us righteous. All we have to do is to live in the good of it. We don't have to try to be righteous. We are. Yeah? We just have to live in the good of the truth. And prayer is an important thing as we spend time with him. It's about knowing him. It's about knowing who he is, his heart. Not just for you, but for the world. Even for leaders that seem like they are chaotic. Or circumstances or reports we hear from Syria or things like that. But God is in control. I want you to know this, God... Nothing that is happening on the face of this planet, whether it's public or secret, God knows everything. And God is in control. God has a plan and purpose. But the challenge for us sometimes when we pray and we seek God, we were expecting one outcome, but a different outcome happened. Well, that's us learning what his will is. Yeah? This is part of the journey of Jesus knew he was going to go to the cross because that was the plan the Father had for him, to die for you and I. But when it came down to the last 24 hours, it was becoming a little bit real. And here's the thing. He said, Father, and he was crying because he was begging. He said, God, three times he asked. For this cup to pass. Is it possible? Is there any other way? You see, in our moments when we come to Him, we can come and pray and say, Lord, I, I want to believe this way, and then God says, Yeah, but this is the way I want to take you. But Lord, this involves a bit of pain. I want it to be full of flowers and daisies and Smell like Isaki Miyagi. <laughs> it's a perfume, cologne. Chanel. Was that better? <laughs> Chanel. Better. You <laughs> want to relate to the ladies as well? I was praying for my mom's salvation for over um, twenty years, and I knew she was going to come to Christ. Because I know God wants to save all men. That's the promise. And so I was excited for the opportunity. How is it going to happen, Lord? Is is, Is it going to happen in a meeting on a Sunday? Because I invited her several times. Is it going to happen a stranger come and through the words of knowledge reveal things to her and her heart opens and she surrenders to the kingdom? But this was my expectation, My prayer. But God's plan was different. Oh, his plan was to save her. But how it happened was different. You see, my mother stole $10 million from the U.S. government. And obviously the U.S. government was not happy about that. Um, and in order to get this money, my mother used my identity secretly to get this money. So she had stolen my identity, which I had known nothing about. And um, eventually, the government found out about it. The, when I say the government, the FBI. So we're not talking about you know, you know, the cowboy sheriff. We're talking about the guys that wear those fancy hats with the FBI written across it. So they caught up with her, and she had, um, obviously, they arrested her, um, arrested some other people that were involved in this corruption, and um, she had to go to prison. My sisters called me, because I'm living here in the UK, and um, had shared what had happened, and... um, It happened so fast they'd sent her off to prison before I had a chance to see her. Um, But I was angry. God, how does this fit? How does this fit into your plan? The prayers that I have been crying out, the prayers that I've been ascending to your throne... With confidence in faith. How is this in your plan? My wife is fantastic. If anyone knows my wife, she's an amazing woman of God. But she found this very hard. She said, T, I know she's your mom. But mothers don't treat sons like that. Mothers look after children. Mothers are examples to their children. She says, I'm sorry, but I can't see her again. Now, I know many of you are saying, well, where's the love of God? Just trust. Can I encourage you? Don't be so religious and throw things at people when they're going through a difficult time. Just pray for them. And can I encourage you? Don't pray your will. Pray his. See, it lays self down. That is a hard thing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not. It is a hard thing. But can I promise you this? When you do, you will find yourself. You will find the only perfect answer, which is him. And so I hadn't contacted my mom, and then Carrie. My father in law, who is a great man of God, sat me down as he does and offers me a cup of tea. Usually, when a cup of tea comes, I know something else is coming as well. (laughs) He says, Would you like a cup of tea? I said, No, I'm not thirsty. Would you like something cold to drink? No, I'm fine. (laughs) Trying to get out of this, but Carrie's faithful. He doesn't give up. And he sat me down and he said, Son, you need to go see her. I said, but Carrie, you don't understand what she's done. I know. But I don't want you to miss what God's going to do not just in your mom, but in you. So I shared with Beth, and I thought Beth would join me, but she quite hadn't made it to where I had made it. And she said, no, I'm not. And so I arrived in Virginia at the maximum security prison. Uh, it's the same prison that Martha Stewart was in. My mom and Martha Stewart became good friends, so if anything good came out of it, that was good. At least we get good, nice recipes in a nice house. <laughs> so I arrived, flew to Virginia, put myself into a hotel, and uh, uh, began the drive to the prison. And I remember driving and praying. You see, prayer is not confined to just a closed room or a closed door. Your Father is available all the time. Can I even challenge you on this? He's with you every moment, every step. He doesn't run away when the challenges become hard. He doesn't fold even when you do. He is perfect. And on the bride there, I began to cry out to God and I said, God, I, 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 I need your help. I said, what do you want me to do? Well, I didn't know what to do. How do I even start the conversation? I haven't seen her for three years. How do I even begin this? I says, What do you want me to do, Lord? He says, I want you to forgive her. First thing, I want you to forgive her. Yeah, but Lord, you, you realize, like I'm trying to remind him what's happened. Uh, Just in case you forgot or you 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 missed that one. And I began to, through my heart, pour out my heart. It's good to pour your heart out before God. And my hurt and my pain and my disappointment and how she didn't deserve it as a mother and all these things. And he says, yes, you're right. But neither did you. And I took you home. And I loved you. And I forgave you. And I wiped you clean. And that's what I want you to do with your mom. I want you to forgive her and just love her. Notice forgiveness. I want to encourage you this. Forgiveness doesn't begin the healing process by you waiting for someone to ask. Let me say that again. Forgiveness and freedom does not come to you for waiting for someone to come and ask you for forgiveness. Forgiveness. Freedom comes by you forgiving before they even ask. That's the beauty of this relationship with our Heavenly Father in prayer. And so I arrived in the prison, court, prison. Obviously, they have to do a search. They didn't do a strip search, so that was good. They just did the pat down. So I did the pat down, walked through. There's a courtyard full of the prisoners, and the instruction was we had to sit on one side of the bench and the other bench, and it was outside. My mom's approaching in her orange jumpsuit. Never thought I'd see my mom in orange. (laughs) But here we are. Um, And she lost a lot of weight. So I didn't recognize her. She sat down. And there was this moment of silence. I didn't know what to... And then all she did was just begin to cry and ask forgiveness. said, I've been a horrible mom. I know I shouldn't have done what I did. And everything within me wanted to hold on to that pain. But I couldn't because the love of God broke me and broke her and I forgave her and shared the gospel with her in the courtyard and she gave her life to Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have planned that out at all. I would have written that story a little differently. But you see, he has written the story. It is a beginning and it has an end. And he has factored every mistake, every challenge, every hurt, every betrayal, every disappointment. And he still comes through to fulfill not just his perfect will in his life, but your life. And my mom just was devouring the word. I gave her a Bible. She was eating it up. She was telling me and encouraging me in the things of God while she was in prison. She was there for three years. She finally got released. Um, But obviously, Beth hadn't come through in that. She struggled to pray for her. As a husband, walking that out with your wife can be challenging, but I had to understand where she was at. See, God didn't dislike her or have a lesser love for her in her frustration. Please hear me. God never, ever, ever gives up on you. God never, ever, ever looks down on you, even in your darkest moments. He is perfect. He is loving. This love does not shake, this love never bends or breaks. It is constant, perfect, overflowing, forgiving. It never, ever fails. Oh, wait a minute. That says somewhere in the Word. His love never fails. And in our prayer times, I'm getting you to know him in ways I didn't know him before. It's great that you know him on the mountaintop, but do you know him in the valley? Because he's just as great there as he is on the mountaintop. This is the thing we are born to overcome. With him, we are born to overcome. So the challenges you face, they're only opportunities for you and for him together to break in, break out, and break forth with his love, his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. So as time went on, my mother unfortunately had gotten ill, had gotten cancer, and we prayed and we believed for a miracle. God can heal anything. God does heal. God wants to heal every time. But on this occasion, for whatever reason, I don't have an answer. Can I just encourage you? There are just some things you're not going to have the answer for. But that does not make God any less than who he is. And so, my mom was coming to her last weeks, and Beth still had not made contact. Lord. You see, my prayer was to manufacture how perfect it would be. That she would wake up one day and say, T, I've just spent time, I had a dream with Jesus in it. And he spoke directly to me and the, and the curtains waved and, you know. I hear some of these reports and I say, that didn't happen to me. And I, and I just think, oh, does God love me any less? lets No. We are uniquely made, each of us. Our plan has been marked out before we were born. What happens tomorrow has already happened. What happens tomorrow has already happened. So this challenges in our ascension of prayer to be with the Father and pray and believe for things, yet it has already happened. But that causes my prayer to have an elevation of faith because I know that God says I am the Alpha and the Omega. So, Lord, I trust your will, whatever it is. Help us. Help us to know where to go, what to say, when to do it, and give us the strength to face it. Don't get me wrong. You see, this seems a bit heavy. No, God wants us to have joy and full of life. He wants us to praise him not just when everything is going great. Can you praise him when it isn't? Because that is the true hallmark of your devotion. That is your true revelation of who he is. To say, I have had rough, but this one thing I do know, I have seen you. And I love you. There's nowhere else I can go because you've been faithful in so many things. And so, like I said, Beth didn't have that dream or revelation or that breakthrough. Or, so then we get the call and say, you need to come. I was nervous because I didn't think she would come. So I'm going to be alone with my mom now as she passes. But I said, Lord, please, please. That's all I said. That's all I said. You know, sometimes you can just cry out for help. Lord, help. Do you know that's not a sign of weakness? That's a sign of strength. Do you want to know why? Because it causes you to humble yourself to say, We need help. Yeah? So I did. Lord, help. And so we traveled to the States. Obviously, I've not seen my mom for a good six months, and obviously, she rapidly declined. So we arrive, family members are around the bed. Uh, she's quite lost a lot of weight. and we enter the room, um, and Beth had come with me because Carrie sat her down and had a cup of tea.) <laughs> Bam! Did you need not know the cup? Carries my father in law, but carries her father. And says, Love, I don't want you to miss what God's going to do in you. So she came, and we entered the room. I'll never forget it. We entered the room, and my mom fixed her eyes just on Beth. You know how God just works things? Just like like a beam, the light. Even if she wants to hide, God says, eh. Hey, yeah. But what was interesting was how excited my mom got just seeing her. You see, my mom knew how Beth feel, felt about her. But you see, she'd been spending time with God. And irrespective of how Beth had treated her, she just loved Beth. She understood how Beth could feel the way she did. And she just lit up and she shouted, Beth! It was like she was on morphine or something. <laughs> so she's really excited, and uh, Beth is kind of in an awkward moment, and she greets her, gives her a kiss, and so over the days um, she kept declining. Um, and then my family had to go away because they couldn't stay any longer because they'd used up all their vacation time. So the r- amazing, it's amazing how God orchestrates things. Yeah. All as I asked, would Lord please? So he arranged it so it's just me and Beth now with my mother at the bedside in her last days. I'm praying and reading the word to my mom. Beth is just silent. And um, she's just there being a support to me. It's amazing how hard you can try to fight, to hold on to disappointment. But his love breaks through. Yes. Yes. And so we're sitting there and it's the night before she passes. The day was the daytime and then that evening she was going to pass. But at this evening, in this daytime, she'd been coming in and out in the last moments. For those of you who've had the opportunity to be with the loved ones that have passed. Was I sad? Yes. Did I want her to go? No. But this one assurance I had: she knew him.. You see, her body was sick, but her spirit wasn't. She was more alive inside than that. It was just her body. I don't ever forget she was going in and out of consciousness, and then she woke, and she grabbed Beth's arm. And Beth was startled. And she didn't look at me, she looked at Beth. And she just said, he's so beautiful. All the things that we read about him don't even half describe his beauty. She says, can you see them? Can you see the great multitude of angels? Can you see? I, I couldn't see him, but she could see him." Now, a lot of people, medical people, will say that was the morphine. I don't believe that. And so she passed, she went back in and out of consciousness, and then she came one more time. And she turned to Beth again. And she says, I've spoken to him. See, at that time, Beth and I couldn't have children, we'd been trying and trying. And my mother said that. She says, I've spoken with him. And Jesus has told me, you're going to have a child. Well, Beth couldn't hold on anymore. And she just broke. Because the voice of her enemy brought her hope. Don't miss. Don't miss what God wants to do in your moments the things you challenge, whether it be divorce, whether it be disappointment or someone that has left, don't give up on God. He's not given up on you. But in our times of prayer, know that he's perfect. Know that he's for you. Know that he's already sorted out tomorrow. If you have your Bible, I just want to finish with this. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Verses 15, I'm starting with, and then just to 23, and then we'll wrap up here. Shout Jesus when you're there. Jesus. Great. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking. Notice that phrase I keep asking. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, not read, not quote scripture, but you may know him that is alive to know the hope to which he has called you and me, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and this incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above All rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come, your tomorrow. And God placed all things, not some things, all things, placed all things under his feet, and appointed him to be the head over everything. Now here, catch this phrase, for the church. Did you catch that? All these things that he is and who he is, is for you and me. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. He's come to fill you and to fill the earth. Turn to someone and say, I'm full. Turn to someone now and say, I want to be fuller. Don't think about weight now, okay? But more of him. We're now going to make that really practical today. We're going to pray together. So we're going to break in groups of 10 or 12. Now, I'm not hoping this is not going to be chaotic, but be purposeful and pull people in, 10 or 12. If you're a visitor, don't feel you, we want to welcome you to join us. Yeah? Don't feel you have to pray out, but if you want. But here's some things we're going to pray for. Yeah? We're going to pray and give thanks to God. Thanksgiving is a key to your breakthroughs. Thanksgiving is what he's worthy of. And Thanksgiving, I want to help you with a little secret. Just by giving thanks, you'll find a lot of your problems go away before you even ask for anything by just giving him thanks for what he has already given Matter of fact, let me just tell you with me. If you're struggling with something to give him thanks for, just take your finger and put it on your pulse right there. You feel that? You're breathing. Yeah, you can be thankful for that. He's not done yet. <laughs> yeah? Well, at least some of us are happy to be alive. Can I encourage you folks? He came to give you life. If you're not living in the fullness of it, that's because you choose not to. Now I know you don't like hearing this. The enemy will come to rob, steal, and control, but you have someone greater living in you. Yes. You don't have to stay that way. You just have to come up there and say, God, in the name of Jesus, go. Right. Believe in everything that he's inside you. Right. The great I am lives in you. Yeah? yeah? I know you're, you're a little bit scared that God took up residence in you, but he has. He won't wake you when you're sleeping, okay? Don't worry about that. So we're going to pray for, we're going to give thanksgiving. Then we're going to pray for the city. The city is people, not structures. Yeah? So we're going to pray for people. And then, equally, if there's any needs among you, make those aware. If you need us to pray for something, whether it be healing or whatever, we're going to do that. Yeah? Yeah? but we're a house of prayer. We're going to see God do some miraculous things right now because God hears us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so let's stand. So now in groups to 10 to 12, can you guys get together in groups of 10 to 12? Where you're sitting, just get together. And we're just going to spend 10 minutes, 10 minutes praying. Invite people in. If you see somebody sitting by themselves, invite them in. Well, we're just going to pray now. Come on in. No one excluded if you don't feel any isolation. Everyone has a voice.